Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today is International Women's Day and to help celebrate that here on SENZ we wanted to pay attention to one of the big growth sports in New Zealand and find out a bit more about how it's handling the demand and where it's going next and I'm talking about women's basketball and who better to get uh, into that subject than an icon of the game, Tall Fern's great Megan Compain who serves now on Basketball New Zealand on the board. Good morning Megan, thanks for joining us. Morena Smithy, how are you? And happy International Women's Day to you. How are you going to celebrate? Oh, well, every day is International Women's Day for me. Um, <laughs> I wake up every morning and I'm a woman. Uh, and I'm living living uh, in, in the best country in the world. So, so life's good. Thank you very much. But um, um, I heard your little sermon to start. And, and, um, and I wanted just to say thank you and, and appreciate you having me on. No, that's great. Making me uh, sound Megan, old, really by the way. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You're far from. Well, you are actually a pioneer because I'm going to and I'm going to highlight to uh, our uh, listeners who probably know already. But yours is a great story because you actually uh, ended up um, in the women's NBA. But it started because you went on an exchange to New Jersey. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, I um, I ended up at a high school in New Jersey uh, at 16 years old, and and then at the time when I was over there, and then I was seen and got the college scholarship. I think there was maybe only about five um, of a uh, of you know Kiwis over there playing basketball at college in the college system. You know now there's over a hundred, uh, so the pathways have just opened right up. And, and as I say, a testament to the talent that's coming out of New Zealand for both men and women. And the the US pathway is, is such a great one to um, to grow and develop our, for our game. Well, 1997, um, and I'm not dating you here, 1997, Big Five Player of the Year, Big Five Hall of Fame player as well because um, you guided the uh, St. Joseph Hawks um, to some real prominence. And as a result of that, uh, you were, of course, signed um, to the Utah Stars. Now then, tell us about how you felt. Did you, when you went, did you actually dream of doing this? Oh, I don't think so, not at the very beginning. You know, I, I grew up in, in, in Whanganui in the 80s, so um, not quite the, the, the town it is today. So, yeah, it was, it was sort of that. I just was happy to be out of there. Um, and, and I played basketball, so I had aspirations. of I idolised the US system. You idolised the NBA. There wasn't uh, the WNBA or or female role models to look up to then. So the US was always definitely a pull. But... You know, the timing, it's all, and I often say this about my, my life and my story, is it's all about timing and, and making the most of those opportunities. And my senior year in, in college, as you say, we, we had a really good year. Um, actually, just watching Sally Sledger-Walker win her first inaugural championship, Pac-12 Pac championship for her college, and, um, and the excitement that that's uh, created in the basketball world here, Took, us, took me back to my senior year and we, we did the same thing. Um, it, the days before social media, so it, it didn't probably reach the, the, the headline um, over here. <laughs> but um, the WNBA was created in my senior year, so uh, as soon as that was you know, a perceived opportunity, then I definitely turned my attention to it. But again, it was 12 teams, sorry, yes, um, no, what were we at the time? Eight teams. 
um, 12 players on the roster. Uh, and on all the international talent and all the, of course, the American talent. And, and you know, the chance to actually make a team in that first year was pretty improbable. So um, I was I was just very lucky to, um, to to have my moment again at the right time, at the right place, and, and, have, uh, um, and have that experience. Can you remember, um, and I, I suppose in terms of tax and that things, it's well and truly gone now, but here's the thing. Uh, can you remember what it was worth to be a professional women's basketballer back then? <laughs> I can remember exactly what was worth, Medina. <laughs> I got paid ten thousand US dollars, and to me that was an absolute fortune <laughs> because um, I'd gone through the college system uh, and obviously had all, all my scholastic um, uh, the, the books paid for and my my college uh, degree and education paid for, but there was no money changing hands then, no no image and likeness rights um, fees that we could we could earn like the kids do now, which is which is fantastic. Um, so ten thousand was a lot of money there at that time, and um, and it was it was for four months uh, commitment, so a month of preseason and then three months of the actual season. So I didn't think I was doing too badly at the time. Well, you weren't probably, and you were living the dream, I suppose, as well, which is which is pretty damn good. Um, okay, so let's let's uh, can we go forward to today, uh, Megan, because you're still heavily, very heavily involved, being on the board of Basketball New Zealand. Uh, so, what goals and aspirations uh, do you have um, from a board point of view, and you personally, actually, in regards to continuing the growth of uh, women's basketball in this country? Uh, it's, it's, it's a really good question and when I came back to New Zealand after living overseas for 18 years I, I didn't actually step back into the basketball scene right away, it took me probably about 8 years before I, I, I started to get myself back involved in basketball and a lot of that came down to um, having my first and only child in my early 40s and realising that basketball gave so much to me and it's a sport that I would have, I would love him to continue if he's interested and, and then you start to to, to have different lens on on participation and 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 growth of of um, of what I think is one of the most exciting games, um, in, in in New Zealand as well because of the talent. So that's when I so stepped back into the basketball scene and 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 was um, elected to the to the board of basketball New Zealand. Now been sitting there for almost three years. Um, and and whilst the community game and growth and, and grassroots is, is really important, I also had a, a strong focus on on women and girls and our our professional game um, at, with regards to pathways and um, and and support for our tall firms and making sure that they had meaningful programs so that they could achieve their objectives and, and goals on the on the world stage as well. So I've been lucky in the, in the time that I've been there to be heavily involved in the establishment of the Tauihi Women's Professional Basketball League and almost uh, heading into their second season. Um, last year was a, was a huge success. We were able to attract a lot of our own talent back home for the first time that, that um, our tour firms who were playing overseas and had to fly their trade overseas were able to come home and play in New, in, in, in New Zealand in front of uh, friends and whanau. Um, and that was really satisfying, um, and also the international talent that that this league attracted uh, to, to showcase such an incredible product on on the court was was incredibly exciting. So, for me, um, you know, my, my aspirations are to continue to to allow our, our sport to grow at the at the participation level, but also to exceed at the high performance level. So I think that we've got such untapped um, ability, and and when we have a really a strong program and platform in place for performance, uh, we can really compete on the world stage. Uh, Megan, one of those avenues, of course, is uh, the 
Tohi League, which is now going into its second year. Um, how do you gauge the success of year one and um, the, the pathway to, uh, and the prospects of, of year two? How, how did you feel it went? Uh, I'll be completely honest with you because there was so much hype going into the league and, and, and we were really excited about the talent that we'd drawn home, the, the commercial partners that had jumped on board. Obviously, um, a huge contributor um, was Sky Broadcast, um, a key partner and, and broadcast partner. Uh, but when I watched the first game, I was nervous. I was very nervous because we had all these eyeballs on, on the product and, and, and my nervousness was where, where we had been in the past in terms of our you know, semi-professional uh, league that the, the actual product, you know, was lacking. And um, when I watched the first game, uh, it was, I believe it was the Hoi Ho against um, uh, the Poakai, so the two southern teams. The first, mm-hmm. I think the first sort of six, seven minutes, um, it was fast, um, shots were made, it was defensive hustle. I said just two things. Hit open shots and don't turn the ball over. And I wasn't disappointed. And I think the league has continued to get better and better. The teams came together. They didn't have long before we had, they had to step on the court and play together. So the longer we went through the season, you could really see those teams coming together in gel. High-scoring games, too. We had games in the 70s and 80s, which just creates a, a, a spectacle for, for fans. So in terms of success factors... Um, we're still here. We're still around. We're attracting. We're attracting the same level of talent, if not better, um, into the leagues and onto rosters this year. Um, Sky were happy. That was the first question I asked at the end of, end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, are Sky Sport happy? Is Sophie happy? And um, and we achieved our, our um, broadcast targets and we achieved our commercial targets as a as a league. And, um, and and the teams are all back, um, ready to go for season two with um, with memberships back on sale. So um, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how league uh, the year two um, uh, falls out. I think each team will have their own learnings um, on an individual level, um, but the product itself was really exciting and it did what we wanted it to do: was showcase professional women's basketball, bring our tall friends home, and help develop the younger talent. Uh, Megan, going forward and looking at the Olympics now, of course, there's um, uh, traditional basketball and there's um, three by three included in the Paris 2024 as well. So when the New Zealand, um, when New Zealand basketball, basketball New Zealand look at this, do you have separate programs perhaps like we've just seen with women's rugby with the sevens and the fifteens games? Would, would, you, would you have a, a, a talent pool to be able to do that? Yeah, yeah, we do, and it's becoming. Uh, whilst it's not as specialised as, as rugby, there are definitely players who are who are tending to go down. Uh, there will be players that will go down the three x three route, and it's. A, it's I've been a slow adopter to three x three. I'll be completely honest with you, <laughs> because I, I, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm a little bit older and I've come from a traditional, a um, little bit more traditional and conservative background when it comes to sport. But my eyes have been open since I've been sitting in the board seat of the potential of 3x3. Obviously, it's been recognised at the international level through Commonwealth Games and, and the IOC. Um, we actually, but from a participation level, it's a phenomenal um, product to, to keep kids in the game. Um, not like most sports, if you you know more more people on the on the court, um, harder to to keep your. Uh, participation involved. Um, so for the 3x3 game, you're going to touch the ball, you're going to shoot it. So at a pure participation level, it's a really exciting product. As we start to um, develop and mature our high-performance program and pathways, I think you'll start to see players gravitate to a 3x3 proposition and you know, potentially in favour for 5x5. 
Um, but from a um, from a board priority and an NSO perspective, ADEX five is still um, is still the core of, of our game. Um, it's still the yep. you know the international game when you think about uh, think about basketball. So we we won't be going in one direction at the expense of a, of another. I think it'll be the opportunity to develop a whole different talent pool over here with three x three. Megan, the FIBA Women's Asia Cup runs through June, July this year. It's uh, across in Sydney. It acts as a qualifier event for Paris 2024, the Olympics there, of course. Uh, how do you think the Tall Blacks could potentially stack up against the likes of Japan, China, South Korea and the hosts? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's an exciting year. And the Tall Ferns, um, like most sports teams, but particularly you know high-performing women in sports, Teams uh, have been, you know, impacted by by the last three years of COVID, with lack of programming and and lack of time together. Um, so it's going to be a real challenge uh, for for the women coming together. Um, however, we have probably the best and strongest um, talent pool to pull from, and as you say, they're, they're playing a lot of basketball. Um, whether we've got the our superstars in the US shining at, um, in the college system. Um, a lot of our, our tall firms playing in the Australian League, which is touted as one of the, the, the top three, four leagues in, in the world, um, and some really, really exciting young talent coming through. For me, it'll be about time together. We've always, we've always actually um, competed really well against the Asian teams. So when the qualification model moved to um, a zonal qualification opportunity with um, with Asia and Australia and New Zealand, it actually gives us a better chance to qualify for those world events versus just a straight um, uh, one versus one <laughs> competition with Australia who uh, continue to be in, a, in, in, a, in another league in terms of um, their performance on the world stage. So I'm, 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 I think it's going to be a challenge. I think it's going to come down to how we can support our women uh, getting to uh, the tournament, how much time we can get them uh, together on the court with our coach Guy Malloy. Um, but we'll, I know we'll always show up. I mean, that was the one thing that I think basketball for men, our men and women teams around the world, whenever we step on the court in the black singlet, uh, we we always show up and, and we always um, play hard and, and play our best. Uh, so there's, uh, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be there cheering for them. Um, and, uh, and wishing them them well, certainly. Uh, but it comes down to, to what we can do and give to them before we um, we put them on the court. Wouldn't it be cool if uh, Charlize followed in your steps, Charlize uh, Ledger Walker, um, possibly as the next one into the WNBA? How cool would that be? It, I can't. I, I, honestly, I can't wait. I've been talking about it for three years, and, I, and, and showing my age, I played um, with her mum. Leanne and, and she's obviously got um, a really t- talented. All three daughters are, are incredibly talented with with Crystal over, overseas playing in Australia and and Tanika, the young one coming through, who who's um, incredibly talented as well. Um, I've, I've said it before, and and I you know I'm I'm realistic about our, you know my my time and um, and 25 years ago I. I made the WNBA, and, and I appreciate every opportunity I get to talk about that experience. So thank you again for having me on. But I know that the next one that makes the WNBA won't take 25 years to be talked about. You know, we, we will be celebrating her um, as we should be um, in lights um, when it when it happens. And and I can't wait. Um, it's, it's been way too long between drinks. <laughs> so um, Charlize is putting herself in the best possible position to to achieve that dream and achieve that goal. And we're right behind her. 
Well, look, uh, Megan, it's been fantastic catching up with you. Uh, again, I know you've done wonderful work in rugby as well, but um, now back um, in, the, in the basketball side of things, I think uh, it's terrific news. Uh, also, um, I hope you have a, a wonderful International Women's Day. Uh, I think, as you say, Thank every day you is much. the same for you. But but also, for you in particular, <laughs> being a, a nigh-on 83% free-throw shooter. <laughs> Yeah, there's one thing I can control, right? Control the controllables. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, outstanding catching up. Uh, have, have a terrific day. Thank you. Lovely to chat. Thanks, Millie.